day 310. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. And I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves. All right, three days until the end. So uh, Revelation chapter 13, we're still in the thick of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, it's amazing to be this far, you know what I mean? So we got to sprint through the finish line. Um, so Revelation chapter 13, you know, last time we talked a little bit about how Satan, because he's not been cast away and put away forever, even though he's already taken his L, right? Salty. He's still salty and he still afflicts the saints. So in Game's thir- over, but he's still out there on the court. He's still out there on the right. court. Yeah. Flagrant fouling people. <laughs> like, <laughs> yo, it's really over. Yeah, right. Um, and it's crazy because, you know, in 13, you have this beast from the land and this beast from the sea. Mm. And, you know, the beast, uh, the first beast, the beast from the sea represents the pagan empire, Rome in that day. Yeah. But yeah, yo, and and you see that because yeah. it's like, all right, he's got ten horns, right? Horns are a yeah symbol of what power and authority, mm-hmm. and then crowns, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, remember, this is a visual pictorial right. representation of the truth. Yeah, so yeah, it's like Keith the, ain't just pulling that out from thin air, right? No, yeah, uh, it's and, in the text. Oh yeah, it's in the right. text. Nah, Daniel <laughs> yeah, chapter seven yeah. is if you want to, yeah, read Daniel chapter seven and. These events are foreshadowed there, and right. this is the scholarly consensus. I can right. name yeah. ten scholars who said, yeah. "Yeah, no, no, that's it." Yeah. yeah, and it's but I think the idea is that yo, like Satan works through these pagan empires and systems and structures to work out some of his means on the earth. So are you telling me there's a such thing as systemic? There is a such <laughs> thing as systemic injustice, evil. sin, and evil and darkness. Right, and. What's crazy is, bro, that there's this beast that comes from the land. And the beast that comes from the land, this is how it's described. Then I saw another beast coming up from the earth. It had two horns like a lamb. Ah. But it spoke like a dragon. His breath was hot. (laughs) His breath was hot. His breath was hot. But he looked innocent. Yeah. Yeah. And so they say, yo, like, no, no, this is the false prophet, right? Mm. This is the one who promotes the actual worship of the other beast. Right. So in other words, it's in, especially in the first century, you have to understand, like, there were false prophets that John was saying or, or John was being, was seeing that would come among the church right. and say, worship the empire. Right. Worship Rome. Right. Right. And Rome was worshiping the dragon, right? Yep. So it's like. All this imagery just to show that, like, man, Satan is still at work, and we have to be discerning and on guard uh, about his schemes. Right. Yo, and they're basically, like, commanding people to give their, mm-hmm. like, complete and total allegiance yeah. to the state, to the economic powers, to the yeah. systems that seem like they're in power, right? Yep. So when he talks about, you know, that mark of the beast on the forehead and on yeah. the hands, right, it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's not the COVID vaccine, right? It's not. <laughs> yes. It's not all of this stuff. But it is contrasted with mm-hmm. chapter fourteen. What yep. you have is the people of God that give their complete and total allegiance, right? Not to this big, outward, impressive dragon and beast with all the crowns and horns, mm. but to the slain lamb. Yeah. And what you see is the slain lamb, and 
the 144,000, right? The representative of the people of God that have withstood the judgment and have not mm -hmm. uh, given their total allegiance to the state, the powers that be. Um, yep. Yeah. And so, yeah, 14, he's like, you know, he contrasts the two, but he's also saying, um, you know, that man, like, he's going to describe the judgment that is coming on these unbelievers who bow down to the state and the right. political powers and economic powers. And he describes what that judgment is like. And, you know, the whole point of him saying this is he's going to say in 14, he's going to say, yo, this calls for patient endurance right. from the saints. Mm. He's trying to tell us, like, no, there's going to be a temptation to compromise. Right. Mm. Right. There's going to be a temptation to God. Endure. Right. Patiently endure. I'm telling you how it's going to play out. It may right. not look like it. Right. But I want you to endure to the end. And that is another Johannine theme, right? Right. Uh, Christ will say in the, in the Gospel of John, yeah. you know, those who endure to the end will be saved. Yep. And then what you have at the end are these two harvests, mm -hmm. right? And so what you have is the first one. It seems like this good one, right? Representative of Matthew. Yeah. Where the parable of the wheat and the tares. tares. Mm. This seems like the fulfillment of that where with the first one he brings him in, but the next uh, uh, harvest, right? Mm. The one that ends 14 yeah. is the judgment. And it talks about these grapes of wrath and he's going to tread and you see like the righteous and the wicked mm. separated and the wicked punished, right? Yeah. And it just gives this vivid Im 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 imagery that, mm. man, like he's trampling them you see this destruction and it talks about the blood mm. flowing as high as a horse mm. for 180 miles and yeah. so you see this like the outpouring of god's wrath mm. right yeah man and what i love about chapter 15 as it goes on bro mm -hmm. right you see the seven angels with the seven last plagues right yep. yeah yeah seven being the perfect number yeah that we see god's complete wrath being poured out yeah his people endure and do you know what they do at the end bro mm. they praise god they sing a song to god the people that endure mm -hmm. sing a song of praise to god because they know at the end mm. they're not like yo we made it mm -hmm. they're like man god us god brought us over yeah right it's gonna say they sing the song of moses moses yeah the same way they're like yo god brought us over to the other side mm. he delivered us and you see the people of god when they endure they know that god is the one that's responsible mm. and they give god praise it doesn't cause them to be boastful yeah absolutely yeah i love how yeah it echoes back to exodus exodus 15 right cat seen <clears throat> cat saw egypt get drowned right and they were happy right right because it's like a no, we've talked about this before. Like when we see the justice of God right. coming on the evil and the wicked, and the that is going to be a reason to rejoice. rejoice. Yeah, right. Um, and in sixteen, you know, he has these last bowls, and he gets at them really, really quick. And uh, you know, again, they echo the, the plagues as well. But the thing that really stuck out was the fifth bowl, where he says, um, "The fifth poured out his bowl on the throne of the beasts." And its kingdom was plunged into darkness. Mm. People gnawed their tongues because of their pain and blasphemed, let's hear this, the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores. But they did not repent of their works. That's it, the thing throughout 16. And, and, then, and then 21, <laughs> he's going to say it again. Um, 
Enormous hailstones, each weighing about 100 pounds, fell from the sky on people, and they blasphemed God, verse 21, for the plague of hail, because that plague was extremely severe. Listen, God is pouring out his judgment on Satan, the demons, and the unbelieving, unrepentant. And the thing we have to see here is that the, the people are not going down, hanging by a thread, crying out that God would save them or change at the last moment. <laughs> right. They are going down, still blaspheming God. Right. Everyone who, I want people to hear this, everyone who is experiencing in this text yeah. divine judgment, the eternal punishment of God, hell wants to be there. Right. They don't want God. Yeah. Even when his judgment comes out, they still are not crying for mercy. God's judgment is meant to lead us to repentance. Right. And it still doesn't lead them to repentance. Yeah. Their hearts are still hard, even in hell. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> and that's the crazy thing, because when we wow. talk about the goodness and the kindness of God, yeah. God does it so that people would repent. So even if people yeah. cried out with their final breath, God, save me. Like the thief on the cross. There's precedent for people experiencing the judgment of God for, for this and crying out for God to save them. And God saying, absolutely. And what you see here is the stark contrast between the wicked mm. and the righteous, the wicked of those that even with their dying breath mm -hmm. are crying out, blaspheming God. Mm -hmm. Jesus, with his dying breath, is crying out for God to forgive those that are blasphemed theming him and the people of God that experienced the deliverance of God, yeah. right? When God remembered them. And what I love, bro, is in 1619, mm -hmm. it brings out and it says, yo, and God remembered Babylon, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. God remembers his people and delivers them. God remembers yeah. the oppressor that brings heartache on his people. And God says, I remember, fam, I ain't going to let it slide. Mm. And the people of God are praising God for the endurance. Mm -hmm. The people that are unrepentant are still blaspheming God. And mm -hmm. so at the end of the day, what you see is through God's judgment and deliverance, yeah. the true colors of people are constantly showing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that um, your word is unadulterated truth, uh, that we don't have to censor it or hide it, uh, but we can be truthful about what you've revealed. Uh, God, I pray that you would soften hearts today, that uh, someone listening to this podcast would repent and come to know yes, God. the one who gives life eternally. Even if they feel like they're at the end of their rope. Yes, God. What we ask that you would do. In Jesus' name we pray.